know, it's important when you put it on to feel, yeah. to feel great straight away. So cool to be running in these amazing fabrics that a few months ago was something that you never even get your head around. Every little thing that can make a difference is definitely important. Every time I put a store product on, I feel far shared. Welcome back to The Big Run. On today's episode, we take a peek under the hood at Saw Running's Proto Lab. This is their R&D product incubator born from a desire to experiment and push boundaries. Let's pull the tape back a few months. It's the days leading up to the London Marathon. Saw has opened its doors for a last minute check-in with physios. Bring those toes, go onto those toes, keep that bend in the knee, and we'll rock onto those toes. A chance to browse the collection and have some damn fine coffee. They'd also put out the call to join the Protolab tester team. Two runners were required to test out a brand new design, the Marathon Speed Suit, a one-piece aero suit designed specifically to meet the functional requirements of marathon races. I was there to witness the handover, chat with the two testers, and get an insight into how the brand is constantly pushing the envelope when it comes to innovation. First to arrive was Carl, who spoke about what time he was going for and how he was feeling. Just under 2.30, I'm hoping for. I feel good, yeah, been running good sessions, been going well, so, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Whilst Carl put the speed suit on, I got chatting with founder and creative director of the brand, Tim Saw. So, Tim, talk me, talk me through a little bit about the thinking behind this idea, the speed suit. And while you're kind of handing over the keys to your kind of race car to, to, <laughs> to, to, to someone else. Well, A, because they're going to run it faster than, uh, mm. than I would or, or Alex would, who, who uh, we developed it with. Um, so I've been thinking of doing a speed suit for a few years now. And I, I thought it was going to be in sort of 10K and under space, that that's where, you know, speed suits were going to move Everton's road as they are already. Um, and we got an application from an intern uh, who now works here, Alex Bagnall, and he'd made himself a marathon one-piece suit, which was like a split short combined with a top. Um, and so as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, he's absolutely the right man to be working yeah, at yeah. Saw. Yeah. Um, and so from that, from, from him having that initial idea of doing a marathon version, it's like, okay, yeah, of course we should do, we should, the speed suit should be a marathon speed suit, not just a, a track or a, you know, a road speed suit. So that was gestation, a lot of testing, a lot of development to get the, to, to get the gel storage right, to get the fit right, to get the, the, the kind of the balance between the tension on the top part and the bottom part correct. A um, lot of testing, a lot of, a lot of unusual real-world testing, i.e. When you say unusual, what do you mean? <laughs> so Alex's protocol was, can I get on a bus wearing it? Can I go and shop for a shop on a co-op wearing it? Both of which he did. But what, you know, one of the odd, uh, more mundane bits that really had to be developed is, can you take a loo break wearing it? You know, obviously running a track race or a 10k race, not likely to need a loo break. If you're running a marathon, very likely to need a loo break before you go. Mm. Um, you know, etc. Nervous et energy. Nervous energy. All that nervous energy's got to go somewhere, mm. <laughs> and it's usually straight to the bladder. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and so that the, the kind of toilet functionality was a really mm. key bit to get right. And uh, and again, part of Alex's testing protocol, he ran Manchester Marathon sub three. 
last weekend. He had a toilet break halfway round to see how quickly he could. <laughs> because, I mean, we're going to chat in a minute, but his yeah. commitment to the cause is, is, is impressive. <laughs> I mean, wow, gold star. Yeah, that was that's what we thought. It's like, oh, blimey. So yeah, that's it. I've tested it. I've done cross country season wearing it um, under my um, team vest. Did a half marathon at Vicky Park, and it was really good. And I, you know, initially I felt a little bit, you know, you feel a little bit exposed uh, on the start line. But then, as soon as I've run it, and sort of finished running it, I was just thinking, why isn't everyone wearing it? Interesting. Uh, now I'm doing some of my longer tempo runs wearing it, just in training. And yeah, once you get used to the idea, it feels fantastic. And in terms of like handing it over to, well, we've, we've got we've got yeah, him over here. Let's oh. let's let's get that initial feedback. How does it feel? How does yeah, it, it feels so nice. It's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It feels really really yeah, good. Like yeah, it's pod on top. Yeah. It's brilliant. Perfect fit brilliant, there. Brilliant. Yeah, really good fit. Oh yeah. Just like everything. Yeah, great. Yeah, really nice fit. Perfect. Yeah. yeah you really feel, nice. Do you feel fast yeah. putting it on? Every every time I put a sore product on, I feel fast. Yeah. There's 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 loads of other brands out there, but. Every time you put sore on, you just uh, you feel you do feel good. No, yeah, I, I've got, got to look to, good to run good. I always say. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I've I've got to ask you one question though, because there's that age-old mantra of nothing new on race day. Uh-huh. So, what prompted you to sort of with with the sore products for me anyway? I've been wearing it for quite a few years now. Um, I'd happily I agree with that. Don't really try anything like mm. new on race day, but with with sore, I feel like you can just get away with it. Mm. Everything, the material, and everything's so perfect i think you can yeah there's no issues for me personally mm. so yeah great no it looks really good spot and let's see yeah, from yeah. the back yeah it's perfect perfect fit fantastic oh that's really good it's i'm glad it's going to the right person great what are you looking for when you say perfect fit like what are the things are you looking for how it like hangs on the body yeah like, just how it's hanging the body how is. so where the, the the pockets are sitting on the body as well yeah it looks like perfect fit which is great because when we go into production, those we'll have to produce them in two different lengths, body lengths. Um, and you're a similar size to Alex, who are um, designer, who who did the main part of the developing. So it's great; it fits you perfectly. But going into production, we'll do like a longer one and a shorter one because that, you know, how the top fits, the the kind of compressive element of the top. Mm. If it's a bit short, it doesn't affect the run at all. But it can just feel when you first put it on. You can feel a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's important when you put it on to feel. Yeah to feel great straight away yeah no it really does it feels yeah yeah feels lovely in terms of just one of the great in terms of like getting the the sort of minutiae detail of like the positioning for the gel pocket and stuff yeah. like that what's the kind of trial and error and making sure that that's in the right position because that sort of stuff beginning to irritate over yeah. 26 miles like so so the the main issue with that is you don't want the gels you don't want the suit to be hanging off the shoulders so you don't want the gels to be pulling down from the shoulders so it's, it's got this kind of corset like bit of fabric around the around the waist so all of the weight from the gels is supported by the waistband rather than hanging from the shoulders um, and then the position is then pulled up a bit so they sit high on the bum so you can pack so many gels in there. I mean you can put 10 gels in there if you should you want to have that many. You're not going to need no. it. A couple of gels now it's all coming done. Two hours you're going to need a couple of gels. So so the, the, the work on that was developing to get it so it would sit on the waist really comfortably. Mm. That would support all the gels and then the top is just a snug fit without having to carry any tension on the top. Mm. 
And in terms of like, this is obviously a, a development sort of process. Like once you've done the, the run, will, will, will you be offering feedback and will yeah, that yeah, feed into your process yeah, yeah, of like... Yeah, yeah, totally right. And that's the, you know, that's part of this kind of proto-lad concept is it's about bringing prototypes out to, to, you know, the general public, if you like, to other runners, not to the general public, to other runners, sooner than we, we would do normally. Um, and part of that is because for like products that are really right on the cutting edge of what you can do, it's important to get a kind of a breadth of feedback, a depth of feedback from different people. Everyone runs slightly differently. And, you know, I think I've got a, you know, I think my particular skill set is really understanding how garments interact with the body. And I know how the suit works for me very well, but it's important to test it for other much faster runners as well out there. So yeah, so it's the, the, the feedback from it is, that's really important. And a, a degree of bravery as well of like doing it within the public sphere as well. Like, you know, when you sort of see testing and it's kind of done under sort of cloak and dagger and in secrecy. Oh, no, I know it's good. I mean, I know it's good already. <laughs> you know, where there's tiny tweaks, I know it's good. We, right. yeah, we, got, we got to the point where we You're already confident. know it's good. Yeah. I checked in with Carl just before he headed off to pick up his bib. My name's Carl, Carl Gloucester. I'm from uh, Kent and um, my day job is, well, nights. I actually do night work uh, constantly. So, um, but I'm a welder on the railways. It comes, comes into play a bit with the big sessions that I do, like working nights. Um, I do struggle now and again getting up right, to obviously right. do the sessions, but, um, but you know, it's good. I'm used to it now. I've been doing it 15 years. So Fair um, play. yeah, long okay. time, yeah, long time. But um, yeah, so my running background, I started running um, only three years ago, so I'm a lockdown runner. Um, so it started with when everyone was doing the 5Ks, I don't know if you remember, the 5Ks just become popular for some reason. Mm. And um, so my friends like nominated me to do a 5K and we was all doing them every single day and seeing who can get the fastest time. Right, right. And um, I'm quite competitive anyway, so every day I was going out trying to get quicker and quicker and then yeah, it just stayed, and then I just carried on running from there. When you saw the advert, what made you think, this is something I want to do, this is something I want to get involved with? Yeah, well, I come across them um, probably about a year into my running, and um, I quite like my fashion and stuff anyway, so when I was looking for a different brand, which was a bit more better quality, when I come across Saw and bought my first product, I knew that this was the brand so like when I see the advert come up, I thought I definitely need to be a part of this. So obviously put my name forward and uh, yeah, thanks to Rob um, for Insaw, yeah, he picked me out and yeah, here I am today. As Carl departed, I caught up with Alex Bagnall, who was working his year placement at Saw and whose idea it had been for the marathon speed suit. My name's Alex Bagnall. Um, I'm actually on my placement year from uh, Central St. Martins. Um, so I came to Saw in September and yeah, Speedsuit has been the kind of the project that I've really been working on uh, over the past few months. Before I came to Saw, the reason why I really wanted to kind of come and work for them and come to my placement at Saw was because I'd made my own marathon Speedsuit for Manchester, my first marathon. And when we came to Saw, Tim said, let's try and do a marathon Speedsuit and kind of first day, I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, and then we, yeah, we just started, we started going for it, working through all the different versions, made kind of, I think must, we must be on our kind of ninth version or something like that by now. Um, we did a huge amount of like sampling in the studio, which was really great. Kind of all leading up to running the La Rochelle Marathon mm -hmm. in the sample, which we made downstairs in the studio, um, which was, yeah, I mean, 
so cool at that point to be running in these amazing fabrics that kind of a few months ago was something that you kind of never even get your head around. Um, but yeah, and then it, we started... Um, so this was your project when you were in college? Yeah. So this is an idea that's been sitting in your mind for a while now? Yeah, I mean, it was... I love cycling, and I think I always want to have that kind of cycling look that feel of wearing a, a one piece but at, at the time there was no kind of nothing existed for that so I kind of yeah invented a marathon speed suit kind of inspired by the cycling to kind of yeah see what would happen mm-hmm. um, and it's really interesting actually to see the kind of progression from I guess that original idea and then working on it with Tim and everyone at saw it's just kind of completely changed it's unrecognisable from what I would have thought it would have been originally and it's so so much better um so how is that evolution like talk us through that evolution yeah i mean if i'm honest it's just sampling and sampling and just going over it again and again and doing yeah huge amounts of testing and just changing like tweaking little bits every now and again i think the the kind of toilet opening we went through about four different versions yes yeah and it's just it's just getting the getting the testing in really and just because you've been doing some different type of testing as well. Tim was saying you were yeah. like testing like real world testing, practical application of like wearing it into a shop yeah, or, I or mean, getting it, on the bus. It's kind of a, a kind of some of my failed long runs where you've got to cut it short early in the <laughs> early in the training cycle. You you end up a couple of miles from home and you've got to get the bus or the train home and it's getting on it in that feeling a bit little bit of self conscious. Um, also at the end of the long run, stopping going into the shop to get to get some food afterwards. It's yeah, but gradually it's it's become much more normal. I think we were speaking to Tim last week about racing Manchester and Tim did a uh, Victoria Park half in it. Um, just kind of living with it, feeling kind of so comfortable in it now. It doesn't even feel like you're wearing something that's weird or something that's it just feels like second nature, which I think is exactly what we wanted to achieve with the speed suit is have something that, yes, is really... It's, it's new, it's not, not a thing that exists, but it feels at the same time completely normal when you're wearing it, when you're running. It feels like, you, for me anyway, I, I wouldn't want to be racing in anything else at the moment. I think mm. the speed suit was just so comfortable. Like in, in Manchester, is this is the first time where, whereas with my previous ones, I thought there's kind of always that thing in your mind where you think it would be better as a, a vest and a pair of shorts. Mm. With the speed suit that we've done with Saw, and kind of worked on with everyone this is the first time where i felt this is you're ready to let it out into the yeah, wild this is this is better than this is the first time where i would rather be wearing this than a, a vest and a pair of shorts i think this is yeah that's the kind of real real time where i felt it was kind of yeah really progressing and, and feeling great which was um yeah really really good to see and just also working collaboratively by myself it's you never get that you never get that second opinion or but whereas working with a team for the first time, kind of just being straight out of uni, it really does help like a huge amount to have different opinions, kind of someone, yeah, working, collaborative, working collaboratively with other people. It's just, it really develops the garment. Heading back in, the second tester had arrived. This is James Ellis. I mean, they say nothing new on race day, but I know Rob is saying you, you've got a background in triathlon, right? Yes. So a speed suit isn't entirely alien to you. No. Well, that's why I was so, like, oh, I'd just jump at the prospect of doing it, um, and why 
I think also hopefully I might be you know, useful for Saw as well, given triathletes are a bit more used to um, yeah, playing around with fabrics and you know, the, I think I was just a bit more aware about the benefits that um, it can have given obviously on the bike everything's exacerbated because of the speed. Um, so yeah, I've spent quite a bit of time on like with my sort of triathlon hat on, you know, looking at different suits and you know the way things um, fit and you know ultimately the the time savings you can have are, are quite significant and like I'm you know unashamedly I guess a bit of like a sort of a tech geek as well. So yeah, when me it, too. Cool that's to why see, I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm talking yeah. to you. Love it. Um, and in some ways, it sort of it surprised me that it's taken so long for running to catch on but you do see it a bit more like on the track now and you look at like the Ingebrigtsen's running like you know they're now all like start or like Carsten Warhol like they're wearing one piece suits which makes sense especially obviously at the speed they're running like the um, you know something that that fits well um, you know avoids that sort of like flappy fabric you know of your, the vest around your shorts um, um, I'm quite keen you were talking then about you're, you're kind of familiar with the sort of benefits of, of wearing something like this. So for people who perhaps aren't familiar with what those potential benefits are, like from your background within triathlon, like what are the sort of things that you found in terms of those performance um, benefits? So essentially like at speeds of, you know, even over like 15 kilometers an hour, so slow for cycling, but like slower, you know, very slow for cycling, but slower than you'll be running or like, you know, faster as we're running marathon at. Um, effectively, like aerodynamic drag, either force of having to, you know, push the air molecules out of the way in front of you, you know, starts to become more and more significant. Um, and effectively having like nice smooth surfaces that can uh, control that airflow, both as it like hits your torso and effectively ultimately like the clothing you're wearing covering your torso and then effectively what happens like behind you um, can well in cycling terms like you know reduces the number of watts you need to push for a given speed and ultimately it makes sense that at running you know it's gonna be the same thing effectively if you can you know reduce a little bit that uh, the aerobic output to maintain a similar speed then hopefully you either have a bit more energy at the end or you can run slightly faster for a given speed um, and then the other element is like controlling body temperature as well like I know from some of the other saw products that about you know they're super lightweight and really good at energy transfer and again from uh, in a longer effort something like a marathon actually like keeping a vague control on like core body temperature and how quickly you can like get rid of that heat uh, is that again actually really important for overall performance and time um, at the end because there's um, again being that bit of a data I have like a, a core body temperature sensor so um, oh, really? so it's something that I've sort of like have tracked a bit over time but you can really see above a certain uh, level that like if, my, if your body temperature gets too hot um, your heart rate really you know starts to explode and again that speed uh, starts to fall away so mm. again I think that's an, another relevant factor when considering what you're wearing on race day and again that's something you know super cool about the suit is again hopefully you know just those little marginal gains you know stealing the uh, British cycling approach from those Dave Brailsford <laughs> areas but ultimately the difference between 
me like running a time I'm happy with and running a time I'm not happy with is like it's quite a narrow band mm. so you know every little thing that can uh, you know make you know make a difference um, is definitely important so yeah. try it on yes <laughs> how does it feel nice I mean I say it's super light um, and yeah like, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say no it's uh, good when it can even fit my sort of lanky body type. Yeah, you look like uh, Roglic or someone about to, to do a TT. Like, yeah, like a proper bio racer. Yeah. yeah. So no, quite good. Yeah, nice and Thing fast. Yeah, I was going to say, certainly uh, <laughs> need to with this. And yeah, it'd be good for being able to be at least spotted uh, with the... Uh, the bright back. Yeah. James is uh, an Iron Man, so he's very uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm used to wearing oh, like... Oh, so you're used wearing, to like, wearing... There yeah, you go, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And how's that compared to a tri-suit? Tri-suit, have you got a pad in a tri-suit for your... Yeah, so tri-suit has a bit of like um, a pad. In some ways, it's almost like... It's not really enough to give you much comfort on the bike, but it's enough to then be a bit uncomfortable on the run. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like a, one of those, a classic compromise. Um, and then the other bit, this will be a lot nicer to run in because uh, most or tri suits now tend to have arms because of the. It's again like it's actually amazing the difference in time you can save over a bike leg from a because this like the traditional uh, triathlon suits used to be like this sleeveless and I think they still are for like the ITU. Um, but over long distance, everyone is wearing sleeves um or yeah like the short yeah. so i mean you see the odd person with a long sleeve but yeah. only when it's cold because again it can actually make like over an iron man bike make like minutes worth yeah. of difference yeah, so yeah, yeah. um but yeah no this is nice and um yeah right. unrestricted so good. Good. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. 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 yeah exciting to yeah yeah what are you going for on sunday um i would like to at least get under 224 i think i would be really if i could get into like the 222s I would be be very pleased um, yeah I'm definitely super excited to, to see what what the body does on the day then there was nothing left but for the races to run the London Marathon returned to its traditional April slot and the support was incredible even with the rain soaking through a large proportion of the field Carl had an incredible run and came home with a PB of 2.34.32. I returned to Saw HQ a few weeks later, where innovation and industry was ongoing. James had popped back in, and I was curious to see how accurate his former self had been with the marathon prediction. So how was it? How was the race? That didn't age too badly then. Yeah, um, yeah. So the the race was great. Um, I think overall as an event, like I I loved it and I had a great time when I was out there. In terms of well, where I finished, I ended up with two twenty three twenty nine. So I was I certainly beat my sort of minimum expectation. But I think on the day I definitely got that was the best result I could do mm -hmm. because also. I thought I could go under under 224, 
on the day itself, I was happy to go a bit above my sort of target pace at the start to get things moving, but then wanted to, to settle down. Um, and I say, which I did for that first four or five K and I was kind of at the back of a group there, but that I knew it was a bit too quick for me. And also looking around at the other guys in the group, I knew they were better runners than me. Mm. And at that point I thought like, I should, I need to back off a little bit now because otherwise I'm potentially going to blow my race. And I looked behind me and I saw nothing. Like there was just a huge gap. And at which point it was like, oh, well, guess this is my group then. Because <laughs> um, especially, certainly like the first hour of the race, like it was raining and windy. It was definitely like physiologically, I think advantageous being in a group, but yeah. especially for a marathon, you don't want to run 35K on your own. Um, so that was initially a bit scary because I knew then I was committing to running a pace, which I knew I was going to slow. Um, but you don't know quite by how much and also when, but fortunately it was not suicidal in that it was quicker than I could manage, but it was not like crazy different. Um, and it was also kind of exciting too, because it's not off that the marathons have gone well before. Um, I've been very even paced, whereas it was kind of exciting knowing that I'm pushing the envelope here. Like it's not going to be even paced, but how small can I keep that positive split? Within that group, I imagine you were the one with the most unique outfit as well. Within that group you were running with, I mean, how was the suit? How did it feel? How was it for the race? How did it perform? Um, yeah, talk, talk us through that a little bit. So the suit was was really great. Like I I enjoyed wearing it as I'm, I'm comfortable in Lycra as a triathlete. But I think also it was particularly given the weather, it was actually particularly advantageous in that post-race, I saw so many guys with awful chafing. And again, like one of my good friends who um, also ran and you could hear him like yelping when he's getting in the shower because even people wearing, you know, relatively like technical running fabrics, because it was wet, mm. they get heavy and they rub. Whereas because it the fabric was skin tight and is so thin, there was no like vibrations, it dried super quickly. So in those conditions, I had like absolutely zero chafing. Final thing then, so we started this conversation by playing back your prediction, but do you want to put anything on record for, for Valencia, a time that you'd like to take take a chunk out of that maybe I can down the line, play back to you again and see whether it was accurate or aged well? I think I definitely can get into the, the 222s in Valencia. I thought it was possible, you know, to run something like, you know, the 223, but I didn't know, whereas now I've done it. So you think you can sort of take that belief into Valencia. So, yeah. Okay, got it on record. Brilliant. Thanks for talking to me, James. Cheers. Then me and Alex Bagnall sat down to discuss the previous iterations of the suit to go into a little bit more detail about how the product had evolved over its development. Alex, last time I spoke to you, it was, I think it was on the Thursday, so a couple of days before London, and then you were, you were out on the course watching your creation put put into practice by the the two willing participants what was it like seeing it in race mode in the flesh i think it was yeah i mean it was kind of probably the most exciting kind of one of the most exciting things i've ever seen i think seeing it kind of in the distance kind of waiting for them all um and it was kind of yeah it was raining and like 
no idea where where the, where uh, James and Carl were, and then suddenly they both kind of came out of the came out of the rain. Um, and then once they ran past, it was kind of it didn't feel that weird. Like I think that's the that's the main thing we found from London is that kind of when we're developing it, testing it, trying it with the kind of in-house samples from London, we we felt that the concept and the construction and the how we put it together is the the kind of crazy bit. And then actually seeing it in real life is the kind of grounds it, especially in a race situation with your race number on the front, your race number on the back, other runners, all your gels in the pockets. It looks kind of completely normal. That's what it's designed for in that setting. Mm. You see, yeah, you, you, you see them running the marathon and it's kind of maybe the speed suit isn't, it's not the kind of weird garment that you had like, envisioned all this time. Um, but I think there is an element of that, um, especially when you don't wear it in a in a race situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, kind of. I think especially now, looking at the the final version we've got on the table here, it still feels like a prototype garment, which is exactly what we want. We always kind of mentioned that it was similar to the like the you know the space shuttle with the tiles in it. When you mm. see it up close, it, it you can really see how it all works. And I think we've still got that element of prototype feeling, like a one-off garment, even though. It's going to be produced for, for, for kind of, yeah, it's going into production. It still feels, it's still got that DNA of a prototype and sitting in the proto lab collection is kind of exactly what you want. Love that. And it's yes, really good. that is super exciting. And yes, pr production is, is imminent. We'll get to that. But we're, we're sort of, we're surrounded here by sort of previous iterations of, of the speed suit from the very first one yes. and then all the way to, to, the, to the version that will be going out into production. So... Yes. For the listeners, talk talk us through the sort of the evolution of it and how things changed and developed yeah. through testing and feedback. Yeah, so we start with the very very first version, um, with just a test really to see if graphene would be an interesting um, interesting solution. So obviously we had the graphene vest earlier this year. It's got kind of a, a graphene circuit on the inside, which graphene's a great heat conductor and it kind of transports the heat around the body. Um, but it's got a very narrow temperature window. Um, but we thought it could be interesting for a speed suit because generally the closer the closer the fabric is to the body, the more surface area is in contact with the body and kind of it makes sense to have, could, could make sense. So it was an interesting thing just to try. So this was actually a liner of like a dual fabric short sewn to a uh, graphene race vest, an, an early sample. Um, okay. And so a bit of a Frankenstein kind yeah, of job. Yeah, exactly. That's what, um, that's what Tim always says. We start the development with a kind of Frankenstein garment. That's sewing up multiple kind of multiple bits um, and that way you don't need to cut the whole garment from scratch you can test test an idea quickly um, so yeah got this one together went on a run um, which is really exciting kind of in this fabric I've never never seen before um, and only kind of heard about and then yeah um, I think it was quite clear early on with the suit to get the compressive fit you need around the waist the pockets the, the body fit, we knew it was going to be a really complicated garment and the graphene, the more seams you add, you break up the circuit. Oh, so then it loses its sort of thermoregulating kind yeah. of properties. Um, so on the graphene vest, we've got one seam just down the, down the centre back, mm. um, whereas normally our race vest has got four uh, body seams mm. um, and two on the shoulders. Um, so, yeah, it was quite clear early on we're going to need to add quite some complicated seaming just to get the fit get it working properly so interesting interesting start but the next day we came back to it and we thought we'd sew a pair of speed shorts i think 
an early early pair of speed shorts to sample uh, to a race vest. So mm-hmm. very similar to the first version, you fit the race vest to your body and then kind of get it on, pinned it in place, worked out where the kind of, where the seam is, um, and then yeah, sew it together um, and give it some more running. But I think what's really interesting is already, you can see this kind of curve on the waist. Um, it's more pronounced, almost. Is that, yeah. am I seeing that right? That it's a slightly more pronounced curve yeah, it, on the um, second iteration? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and already you can start to see the, the style lines that we've got that continue out through all the other, all the other um, samples and, and, and versions we did already this early on it starts to take shape which i think is really mm. really quite nice because you want the uh you want that you, you want to fit with the oh, it's difficult to say but you, you need that curved fit to to be higher at the back higher on the sides to give you that compressive fit around the waist and already we started to get this this curved shape because um, is that the cur- the, the where it sits on the hip and the waist that's the sort of the key the, point the key of, the point, whole yeah, of the garment. whole garment yeah um and already this version we didn't have the the contrast um waistband panel i guess um like compressive waist fit panel um but already the the top waist seam was kind of set in stone this early on from this version um which was i think it's really nice to see you've got the dna of the final already this early on that's great that's um, interesting because I, I suppose when you're going through iterations of a product is the temptation to to keep changing and riffing on on different components of it or when you know something works and is good to have the confidence to be like no 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 we need to keep that as it is and change the other elements around yeah. it yeah definitely but i think it is good it is definitely good to, to push it and explore different different mm. options so on the second version we had the race vest fabric which works incredibly well and because the the closer you get to to like if you have a skin tight fit with this fabric it's it's going to work the best it possibly can because it's the, the 3D mesh is absolutely always in, on, in contact with your body, working kind of as hard as you can get it to. Um, but if we move on to the next version... Yeah, so this is version 3 now, okay. Yes, uh, th- this is actually version 4, because version oh. 3, we kind of, yeah, had to just cut up. And, well, I just wanted to cut it up and just have a look at this, the kind of... But this was the first version that we started to cut it as a, a separate garment. It's not kind of two garments sewn together. Oh, I see, I of, see. Yeah, so it's the first time we, we started working on the pattern, working on this waist fit. Um, is there a toilet gap here as well? Is yes. Is this the first, the first introduction yes, of this somewhere the, to go to the loo? This is the first version of this. So it's, the overlap is, is quite big. I think it's a three, yeah, about, about four centimetre overlap. And, and on the final version, it's one centimetre overlap. This was, a, it did work, but it was quite, quite difficult and, and not as not as stripped back and simple as, as we thought it could be. So mm. um, that's something we definitely worked on in the, in the, in the next versions. Um, but this is where we started really doing just tons of tons of testing. So um, did the Metley cross country in this, uh, Wormwood Scrubs. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. In this sort of like turquoisey kind yeah, of blue color. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't feel that out of place, but I think a few people kind of gave me a slightly odd look. Um, <laughs> but it was, actually racing in, the, in this garment that you that we make that we make in the office was yeah felt started to feel really great with this with this waist fit and we we already introduced oh so um, it's got the pockets in the back yeah, here the, the gel pocket so we already started to introduce this this gel pocket and and on here we have stitching on the sides to to secure the pocket but it became really clear that we wanted to integrate everything into the seam so it just gives a, a really clean finish makes it even more secure and what's really nice about this is the the compressive banded waist panel we have 
started to support the gels, which is the, the kind of big problem we have with this is how do you store your nutrition with a garment that weighs, I think it's about, I'd need to double check, but it's, it's definitely less than 150 grams. Um, how do you support six gels, which obviously weigh way more than the garment you're carrying, more than your weight, you're carrying more weight than the, than the actual garment. Mm. Um, so we started to introduce this, uh, this pocket construction where we sewed it into the seams and it started to feel really secure. And this was the first version where I think it set the, set the tone for how we we're going to move forward with the, with the, next, uh, with the next couple of versions. Um, so what changed from this version onto so this so this is number four yeah. is this five or yeah the, this is number five so um, what what had changed between four and five this was the first time we made a, a second version so we made a small for me and then a medium for tim um so this was the first time two different like body sizes yeah were considered. Um, and also the first time that someone else other than me had had, had run in it which was i think you can bring you can bring an idea so far and then you really need to get other people's opinions. And that's where kind of the development really started just to, to just get better and better, the, the more opinions you have. What's that like for you when, okay, you, you've, you've lived with it, you've raced in it, okay, now I need to hand it over to someone else. Yeah. And okay, so there's gonna be some opinions, there's gonna be some comments, like nerve wracking, or do you welcome that? I think, I think slightly nerve wracking, because I think um, when it's only been only been you running in it and, and obviously we speak about it and we, we make the decisions together but to, to actually hand it over to someone else is quite yeah it's not 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 worrying but it's just kind of exciting but also a bit of apprehension kind of have I been because because you're so close to it you think oh is it is, is it something that that's not actually as good as I think but but also running a marathon in it just kind of like cemented the fact that I, I was really confident in this mm -hmm. and from running in my own suit it's just miles better and and you could feel the differences between each version getting better and better and better moving on to the first one properly constructed in a factory with the yeah bonded zipper uh, I think we have a ultrasonically welded seam on the back um, and then now, and then this is—is is this the final version, or as close to it, it as it, possible? It, it's as close as possible that we're going to have at the moment. I think we we will make one or two more tweaks just to kind of open up the armhole slightly more. I think with with this garment, we really want it, really want to push it as far as we can. So even though in, like uh, people are getting notified about that it's going to be going ready in September, you're going to be getting like pushing as far as you can yeah, um, to tweak and refine is, and get it. I think that kind of unrelenting. It's never, it's never finished. You, you're always thinking about how you can make it better, how we can, how we can improve it. Even after we had great feedback from the marathon, we still think we can make it slightly better. So I think we're thinking about the pockets and how we're going to maybe use a lighter weight fabric on the inside of the pocket just to give you more, just slightly more breathability. But this is kind of yeah, as close as we've got um, at the moment. And I'll just yeah run you through some of the changes we made. So. I mean, visually, the first thing you'll see is the full rainbow, mm -hmm. um, full rainbow uh, printed top half, which is, I think, yeah, looks great. Um, and this was from the rainbow vest, um, and it looks amazing when it's on. It's slightly, slightly sheer, but it's. I think one of the issues we have with the black is it looks almost too sheer. It, it draws attention to the fact that it is see-through, but adding a colour mm. just kind of adds a bit in a. It, you you wouldn't think it, but it, it adds slightly more modesty, which I think is is, is great, and also looks. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's really, really bright. Um, yeah, and really happy with that print. Um, and then just on the back, uh, just on the back pocket, 
we've just really refined the the stitch types we're using um i think before we had a zigzag stitch and and, and now we've got a slightly different stitch but it the pocket is it's going to be like this on the final version we've got it sewn in on the sides um and i think we did previously have taping under here just to give it reinforcement but we thought we didn't need it at all and even on the waist we used to have a tape reinforcement just to give you a bit more strength i see but after understanding the process of how it's done and the stitch type we're using and the threads the um yeah we don't need the tape anymore it's, it's not a strength issue it's just a comfort issue and it's going to be more comfortable with with less so it's even these small details of if we can drop anything to make it slightly lighter slightly yeah strip it back as far as we can we're kind of yeah taking all of the i love that which is really nice um and then we've got our uh the panel i was talking about earlier to protect from the gels um but even now we're talking about just bringing it down one 1.5 centimeters maybe even 1.2 just to open up the back just that tiny bit more so it's even though we're really happy with this if we can just bring it down a little bit just to give you more of that 3d mesh from the um the race vest on the back i think we're going to uh what, go that. So what drives that in in you? Because I feel like when, I know because it's something that's been so rooted to you. It was your project when you were in college. Like it's an idea that you've lived with for, for so long. But to to keep caring about something. Is there ever a point where like oh, it's finished? Okay, I just I don't want to think about this speed suit anymore. I've been obsessing about yeah. this thing for over a year. I, yeah. Where do you still find that thing of like oh, let's just squeeze? Yeah. I, I I think with the speed suit, it's just uh, I think we we really want it to be absolutely perfect and it's never going to be i think there's always going to be something that we want to we want to change we want to try we want to experiment with but i think that's really driven from from tim i think tim is just relentless with the with the, the fact every single detail needs to be spot on and that's something that's been really great this year is learning that where in the past i might think oh for me that's all right it, it having that mindset is it's not it's not a good thing you really want to think about how even when you think it's perfect we've had run three marathons in it like half marathons all of this we still think we can make it better and better and better and i think that's why the, the products are so good is that, that it just never stops it's always about how we can improve it just slightly different finishing different fabrics different ideas so i think that's where it, it comes from but i think it's really driven by tim he's very yeah relentless when it comes to that and i think it's great i think it really shows in the in the products we've got that, that they're that good it's because we never we never think it's over. We, the development is always ongoing. A huge thank you to Tim, Alex, Rob, and all the team at SOAR for allowing me to peek into the Proto Lab, and to James and Carl for being part of the podcast. If you want to learn more about the Marathon Speed Suit and some of the other innovation at the brand, then head over to SOARrunning.com. I hope you enjoyed this design-led special. It's something I'm looking to do more of. And if there are other areas you'd like me to explore, then get in touch. Head over to our Instagram and drop me a message. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time for The Big Rum. Mm-hmm.